Welcome to episode five of the Cougars Insider. I'm your host, Jordan Smith. Today, we're talking with Tom Erledge. He's been with the Victoria Cougars for almost 20 years as we talk the history of the Victoria Cougars, how the current team was formed, and a little bit of history on the former teams that use the same name. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by searching Cougars JR Hockey. Thanks for listening. Tom Arledge. Good afternoon, Jordan. Uh, Hope you're having a good summer. I see you've been pretty busy with all the podcasts. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a pretty productive summer. I think it's, uh, it's been a lot of work, but it's been a lot of fun and it's good to get you on the podcast to talk a little bit about the Victoria Cougars and the history of the Cougars. Mm -hmm. You've been around the current Victoria Cougars organization for a long time now. You're, you're pushing what, 15 years? I joined the team, let me think here, the 2000-2001 season. So you're you're at 18 years now. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, it has been a while. Mm -hmm. Well, the current Cougars have been around since 98, but what I wanted to do is start with the history of the Cougars as a whole because there's been one, more than one Victoria Cougars team, and while you're... What you're going to talk about is the VIJHL team, the one that we both are a part of now and the one that's on the ice right now. There's been a couple of teams in the past, so I wanted to quickly run through some of the old teams and some of the stuff that they've done, and then we can lead up to the current iteration of the team. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, vis- the very first Victoria Cougars team is actually um, – the, the original team was founded in 1911, which is a long time ago, so we're well over 100 years now, and it was uh, – it was actually called the Victoria Senators, and they were founded by uh, uh, the Patrick family. They played out of the Patrick Arena in Oak Bay, uh, the corner of Cadborough Bay Road in Epsworth, which is uh, actually where Oak Bay High is, or Oak Bay Secondary, and mm-hmm. Oak Bay Rec. So um, that corner hasn't, uh, hasn't changed as far as sport goes in a very long time. And um, they played in the Pacific Coast Hockey League, or sorry, Pacific Coast Hockey Association. The Hockey League was later on, and um, they played. They played for about five years uh, in Victoria. They were the Victoria Senators. Then they became the Aristocrats in 1913, and then the arena was actually commandeered by the Canadian military in 1916. Forced uh, that team out, and they moved down to Spokane, Washington, and they became the Spokane Canaries. Um, and they played there for two years until they were able to get back. And the Patricks were able to bring the team back to Victoria. And they played as the aristocrats again for about four years before becoming the Victoria Cougars. And they changed their name in 1922. And they played in a couple of different leagues. There was a few leagues that kind of came and went. And they played in the West Coast Hockey League. And in the 1924-25 season, uh, they actually won the Stanley Cup. And anybody in Victoria knows the Victoria Cougars won the Stanley Cup. It's pretty common knowledge. Um, They beat the Montreal Canadiens of the NHL in 1925 for the Cup um, as part of the WCHL. They were actually the last non-NHL team to win the Stanley Cup, uh, which is is kind kind of a neat little factoid for... Victoria sports fans is the Cougars did hoist the cup in 1925 and they were not part of the NHL. Then that's when the, the Stanley cup was basically challenged like a, it was almost like a 
boxing title where teams could challenge for the Stanley Cup. And um, then the following year, 1926, the uh, Victoria Cougars joined the WHL. But the WHL actually ended up dissolving that year. And the Victoria Cougars didn't really have anywhere to go. But at the time, there was an entrepreneur out of Detroit, Michigan, um, who now there's bit of a misconception here a lot of people think the victoria cougars moved to detroit and that's not entirely true uh, for the most part it's true what happened was is this entrepreneur actually bought the players from the victoria cougars mm-hmm. and the name but not the whole team so what they did is they they shipped all these players uh to detroit and they became the detroit cougars and this team uh played in the nhl it was the one of the very first nhl expansion teams and they were the Detroit Cougars for a little while, then they became the Detroit Falcons and eventually became the Detroit Red Wings. And of course they're still, um, they're still part of the NHL today, as we all know. Um, So there was a little bit of history in the NHL for the Victoria Cougars, not only winning the Stanley cup, but eventually becoming the Detroit Red Wings. And then there's been a few other Victoria Cougars teams that have actually popped up and kind of faded into the ether as well. The, the original team played in the Pacific Coast Hockey League for five or for about 13 years, and then the WCHL and then the WHL and the PCHLs all were all different teams. But the PCHL team in 1949 was actually a new Victoria Cougars team. Mm-hmm. So there was about um, between 1926 and 1949, there was no Cougars team in Victoria. And then they started up a new franchise for the uh, PCHL, and they played until 1952 until they don't joined the WHL in 1952. And they played until 1961. That team then it ended up uh, dissolving, and a new team was formed six years later as the Victoria Cougars in the BCHL. So now we're on a completely different league, so they're making their rounds around the leagues. And the BCHL Victoria Cougars played from 1967 to 1971, ended up winning the championship in 1969. In 1971, they joined the WHL again, and that team stayed in the WHL until 94 when the team moved to Prince George. And that's where they still are today. That's correct, Chip. And there was a... One, one little oh, tidbit for you. Um, the, there is a little monument at the corner of... Well, across from Epworth and uh, Cabra Bay in uh, honoring that uh, Stanley Cup win. And the current Cougars, the, the junior B team, were there when it was being presented and there was photographs and stuff taken at the time. And that was probably around 2000, 2002, something like that. So anybody in Victoria wants to see a little Cougars history, head yep. over to Oak Bay and yep. you can see the, the Stanley Cup plaque. And the, the Victoria Cougars actually did get a ring put on the Stanley Cup. So if you're ever uh, somewhere where you're able to get a chance to see the Stanley Cup, the Victoria Cougars are on it. Um, there was another Victoria uh, team that ended up joining the BCHL after um, the Victoria Cougars moved to the WHL. And they were originally the Victoria Warriors in the BCHL. And then they became the Victoria Salsa. And this was the team that I grew up with. The Victoria Salsa joined the BCHL in 94. Um, or, sorry, changed names from the Warriors to the BCHL. And they were for 22 years in the BCHL as the Victoria Salsa. Uh, I grew up as a kid. We had season tickets, played a Spent a lot of time watching the salsa, and uh, then they ended up becoming the Victoria Grizzlies, and those are the current Victoria team that plays in the BCHL. Everybody's salsa. Yeah, it was yep. a bit of a goofy <laughs> name, and the uh, the mascot was a big pepper, yep. big jalapeno pepper. Yeah. Um, 
so that's kind of the history of the Victoria Cougars name up until 1998 when uh, a new Victoria Cougars team popped up and joined the junior B ranks, uh, which is currently the VIJHL. And uh, you joined a couple of years after the team was founded. That is um, correct, yep. And uh, what was that like back in the early days? Well, um I was still around when it, when they um, were formed because uh, my son actually played for the Sanch Braves. So I and I um, I know a lot of the people and he he played with a lot of these guys uh, when he was younger. Uh, what happened and how it got formed was there was four parents in uh, Victoria Minor Hockey who were thinking that their kids needed somewhere to play when they got aged out and they were aging out. So they put this proposal together for Victoria Minor Hockey to have this team in the junior B league. Well, the first year was not very good. They get, they went one thirty-eight and one. Um, and only one kid from those four people that, uh, got together actually played on the team. The other ones kind of, well, two of them decided that that wasn't for them. And the other one decided he had more friends playing for peninsula. So he went played somewhere else. So it was only Marcel Fisher, who is still our uh, governor, who's been the longest standing member of the, the Cougars, uh, executive, who um, spearheaded this and and kind of stuck with it, um, and the um, the organization uh, Marcel they approached Rick Brodsky um, for permission to use the name because he's the uh, the individual who uh, owned the team and moved it to uh, Prince George, so and uh, had the uh, you know ownership of the name. So we kind of scooped a few other play p- uh, teams that were hoping to grab that name. Uh, and, um, so, and hence it started, but as I said, that first year was, uh, because of the dissolving of the, um, the people in charge, uh, you know, three of the, the uh, people, their kids didn't play. So they kind of disappeared out of the woodwork and Marcel was left uh, shouldering a lot of the, the work, um, and, um, didn't have much help. The, the team kind of foundered really, uh, floundered quite badly and, Although they did have some really good, talented players, they had a revolving door and a lot of kids didn't want to pay to play and this and that. So that was the first year and the team almost folded. Um, Victoria Minor Hockey lost money that first year and they were wanting to wash their hands of it. Um, Marcel had asked Gary Boyer, who was the um, head coach for Victoria Minor Hockey at the time, if he would coach the team and he kind of said no but um he was at a meeting and they were going to actually fold the team and he decided at the last minute that oh all right you know i i will i'll take this on because he likes to take on a challenge i talked to gary today actually we've been friends forever so um got a little bit extra information from him but he said it was the vote passed by one vote um so it was that close to the, this Victoria Cougars not even existing any longer. So um, he took over the team uh, as the head coach in uh, the 99-2000 season. And um, Gary had been the previous year, he was the head coach of the um, Victoria Midget B team, um, which was an extremely good Midget B team. Um, there was no, uh, uh, a lot of these kids had played AAA and they there was no major midget at the time. There was AAA at the time. And uh, a lot of these kids had played AAA. 
but didn't want that commitment. So they played uh, the um, midget B and they, they won the provincials. They won everything. Um, so he had some really good 18 year olds join the team from that team. Um, but uh, I was talking to him and he was telling me that the, he had an interesting thing happen. He was at work one day and he got a phone call from the um, uh, Oak Bay rec. And that is where the Victoria Cougars started playing was at the Oak Bay rec center. And uh, he was worried that uh, the kids had left the dressing room in disarray or something because the lady from the arena called. But it wasn't the case. It was, uh, she said, well, we've got these two kids here who are from out of town and they're interested in finding out some, if, uh, you know, there's a team to play on. And um, so Gary spoke to the kids and they actually had some uh, KIJHL experience. Uh, they were from Kitimat. Uh, Robbie Q was one of them. And, um, uh, Waylon, uh, trying to remember Waylon's first name, Terry Waylon were the two individuals. And, uh, Gary said, I'll be there in 15 minutes. He left work to see these kids because, um, you know, starting off a team with, uh, just rookies, uh, is, is not an enviable task. So, um, it was great. He got some, um, seasoned veterans to give a little bit of leadership in the dressing room. And the team went from uh, a 138 and one season with three points to the next uh, year. Um, they ended up uh, 11, 22, and seven. So they ended up with 29 points. So that's a huge gain. And, um, you know, they just added from there. Uh, things just, uh, just blossomed. Um, the connection with these kids from uh, Kitimat, uh, brought in more kids from that area. And um, uh, I recall when my son was playing, uh, I think, um, Bantam, there was a touring team from Kitimat that came and they were exceptionally good players. And they played all of the, the you know, the B teams and the A teams in the area and beat most of them. And that's, these kids were the, the core of that, that uh, group. And um, it's funny how, you know, once a couple of kids move to an area, all of a sudden their buddies start moving there and it just seemed to happen. So um, they were able to uh, accommodate, um, uh, entice some of these other players to come. Uh, there was uh, uh, Weens, uh, Konacek, Petri, uh, Jason Walsh was another fellow. Um, so those guys all helped blossom the team through those three years that uh, Gary was the head coach. Um, Let's see here. We got a few more notes from him. Um, the uh, interesting thing, uh, I think it was second or third year, which was huge, was the move from the uh, Oak Bay Rec Center to the Archie Browning Sports Center, right, as where we are right now. Um, it enabled the team to have their own dressing room and become the team they, they have become. Um, by having that. And um, another big attraction when we moved was uh, the um, in-house announcer was Cliff Lacane at the time. And we also brought in uh, Bill Sanderson to be in charge of uh, uh, the um, statistics. And, uh, and, and for those of you who aren't around, yeah. uh, Bill Sanderson is basically a local legend when it comes to statistics. Oh, he is. And Cliff Lacane, uh, longtime radio personality in Victoria, and he's the in-house announcer for all kinds of high-level sports, including the Victoria Royals. Right, yeah. We had him as our uh, 
announcer, he left to go uh, because he got a gig with the um, Vancouver Ravens uh, of the lacrosse league, the NLL, uh, kind of a short-lived uh, run there but uh he was their in-house announcer which is odd that you'd go all the way over to vancouver for doing announcing but that's uh that that was a gig he got and um that was basically when he left the team and um we picked up uh a, a variety pat thomas. Of, well pat thomas <laughs> well, I think eventually, there was a, eventually pat thomas eventually pat i actually was in there for a while myself <laughs> as as a oh. uh, announcer in fact i think i've done just about every job uh that there is with the cougars yeah, um, Pat Thomas is a bit of an upgrade. Yeah, oh, well, Pat Thomas is well, for me. You mean? Thanks, yes, for me. Thanks a lot. <laughs> thanks for that. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't disagree with that anyway. But uh, over the years, we've had some tremendous uh, players for the team. But uh, I'm just going to quickly um, run through the seasons. Uh, first season, we started off in eighth place. Then we jumped to sixth third season fifth place then we went third 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 second first in the 2005 six season so um it it was a progression that uh, every year the team got just a little bit better attracted in some more players uh, uh, a big thing that happened early on is we uh kind of infiltrated into the racket club uh system and uh we got some some fine players uh from there uh chris mahar um Jeff Irwin, Brett Fittick, uh, and um, trying to remember Adam Jennings. Uh, Adam Jennings was a tremendous goalie who I believe went to play for the Red Deer Rebels. Um, but we, you know, those other players, uh, Jeff Irwin went to play for um, Couch and Valley Capitals. And uh, it's funny because the head coach or of the Midget AAA uh, team there, who where we got these players, was uh, ironically Craig Didman, who after Gary uh, stepped down from being head coach of the uh, Victoria Cougars, uh, we had actually hired Craig Dibman as the head coach. So uh, it's kind of funny how that happened. Another huge thing that happened for the Cougars way back then was the fact that um, in those days, the affiliation between the junior B teams and the junior A teams was a team affiliation. So if you wanted to uh, play for one team, like, a, for instance, we, we got affiliated with the College and Valley Capitals. We basically kind of snuck that away from the Cary Park Islanders back then. Um, so if you wanted to play, have players play up, you had to be affiliated with a team. There was only one. And you, so the way it is right now is any junior A team can go to any team and affiliate a player. doesn't matter where they are. Yeah, you can have multiple players from all kinds of junior A teams yes. affiliated on your team. Yes, but uh, back then that wasn't the case. And uh, so that was a coup in our uh, books to be able to get that. And we, we got some fine players from that. There was one player who we didn't have for a long time. His name was Adam Finch. I believe he was from Fort St. John area. And he was a real, you know, um, heart and soul kind of guy. And he was, he he had some great lines like, well, boys, I hope they brought their own puck because they're not playing with ours and uh, <laughs> things like that. And I hope you got your work boots on today, boys. So, um, you know, those sort of things, you know, you get you get players over the years who really make uh, you proud to be part of an organization like this. And that's that's a, well, you, you, you get the same feeling, I imagine, too. 
Absolutely, yeah. Because yeah. uh, I don't, I don't interact with the players um, at the same level as some of the other uh, the coaches, for example, and stuff. My interaction is mostly just interviews, and obviously watching them play. But um, you really get attached to some of these players. I know uh, I've actually become friends with a lot of these players, and you see them come and go, and it's uh, it, it's kind of weird almost working for an organization that has kind of the main focus of the organization from the outside of the players coming, people coming in to watch the game and watch the players. And they're only there for a short time and then they leave, either they move up to junior A or they age out. And we see these players come and go. It almost feels like a revolving door. Mm -hmm. Um, And when you get attached to a player that you really like to see play, and then all of a sudden he's too old or he, he's too good and he moves up. It's a, it's, it's a very unusual feeling. Yeah. It's, it's a, a little bit uh, melancholy at times and things like that. But, uh, uh, but it's also great when you see a player uh, go on to achieve greatness. Uh, like, for instance, um, we had uh, Mike Hammond, who was, uh, as a 16-year-old, I believe that was the 2005-06 season, I believe. I went and printed off a bunch of old data here because I can't remember everything. And I can't remember <laughs> years that well. Um, uh, let me see, five, six. Am I there yet? Nope. It's funny. The Hammond family had a couple of hockey players for them, and I ended up playing with the uh, the Hammonds um, in my midget years, and uh, they were good hockey players. Mm-hmm. Well, Mike, it was two thousand six seven season, which is the year we won the Cyclone Taylor Cup. Mike was a sixteen year old. And um, he led the league in scoring with 98 points in 48 games, 40 goals, 58 assists um, as a 16-year-old. So he won, um, I don't know how many trophies he won that year. He won the uh, scoring scoring leader. He won rookie of the year. He won this, he won that. And uh, what a tremendous year for him. Uh, Then he went on to play for the Victoria Grizzlies. Uh, or was it the Salt? Then I think it was Grizzlies at that time. It would have been the Grizzlies yeah. then, yeah. So he went to play for the Grizzlies, and um, the he got injured in his seventeen-year-old uh, season, uh, and um, so then he didn't finish the season. Uh, he, I think they took him off a card, um, and he got kind of, as some players do, kind of screwed around on a situation where they wanted to trade him to Trenton, Ontario, and he said, "I'm not going." And eventually he came back and played for the Cougars uh, the following season for uh, about 15 games, I believe. And um, was like one of the top guys in the league and then went off to play for the Cowichan Valley Capitals, had a great career with the Capitals, ended up in his 20th uh, year. I think he went to go play for Salmon Arm. I think he got traded to Salmon Arm near the end of the season. Ended up winning the scoring title and uh, went off for a great, uh, I think he went to, to college in the States. Had a good career there. Did a little bit of ECHL. And now he's playing in the, you'll know the league. Because <laughs> you know. In uh, England? Yeah, the uh, the English Pro League. English Pro League, right. Okay, so. I can't, I can't remember the exact name of it, but it's, uh, yeah, he's, uh, He's, he's getting paid to play hockey. He's getting paid to play hockey. He's getting paid well. Plus, just to, to put on top of things, he won the scoring title in that league this year and as well played for Great Britain in the World Championships, the second level. 
you know, they have the, the ones that Canada Go plays in, and this is the the relegation area, I guess. And they won, so now they get up, bumped up, and they get to play with the big boys this uh, next uh, season. And so it'll be interesting yeah. to see how they do. Hopefully, they do well enough to stay up there. But uh, that's yeah. England, uh, as of late, has been uh, really stepping up their um, their competitive level of sports outside of the the typical um, English sports that you'd see them football and cricket and whatnot. They've, uh, they've really uh, stepped up the lacrosse. They've stepped up their hockey. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see how England does on the world stage. Yeah. Well, it'd be great to see. And um, so, especially if uh, Hammond's on it. Uh, yeah. I mean, he was up there and um, I'm not sure exactly where he uh, finished on the, in that particular tournament, but uh, just being there, that's uh, awesome to win the, the gold in, in that particular uh, event as well. So uh, he's had a lot of success and uh, we have another, another, uh, a number of other players who've done really, really well. Um, ones that come to mind, uh, Zach Curry, who played two years prior to that, he played for the, uh, the Cougars as a defenseman, rookie defenseman. Um, when we won the year, we won, uh, I think it was four five, no, the 2005, six, where we beat the Campbell river storm. Uh, that very first time when they had not lost. Uh, no, am I lying about that? 2004-05 season where we beat Campbell River. Anyway, that was the first time uh, they were going for an eight-peat on uh, winning the um, uh, the playoffs. The, yeah, the, the playoffs. And um, yeah, it was uh, yeah. another uh, fine young player, uh, Gary Nunn, who, won the, who scored the game-winning goal in game six for the Cougars to win that uh, title and go off for their first Cyclone Taylor Cup championship, which was up in uh, Osoyoos. And, um, and uh, Zach Curry played on that team. That was his first season. Then he went off to um, up to Cowichan the following season, played there until he was a 20-year-old. And in his final season, he was the captain of the Cowichan Valley Capitals. And he got a scholarship to go play for Quinnipiac which is in uh, uh, is it New Hampshire? No, Connecticut, sorry. City in uh, Connecticut and uh, ended up his final season being the captain of that team and they lost in the, uh, the finals. They, uh, they got the silver medal. I, I don't know. I guess there's no medal. There's, they, they finished second, which was the best showing that they've ever had. So uh, I know that uh, Zach is also uh, right now. He's back at Quinnipiac, um, finishing off his doctorate in sports medicine. So that's pretty cool. Another notable oh, player yeah, out of the Trent Cougars Moore, organization. Who, you know, Moore. his uh, claim to fame with the Cougars is he has uh, holds the record for most penalty minutes, which is which is kind of funny. Seeing as he is a referee, <laughs> he was a referee, and uh, now is a linesman in the NHL. So he's one of those guys that he's probably, as far as hockey goes, has gone the, the highest you can get of any um, player for the Cougars, yet he's on the other side of it as an official rather than as a player. But it was, yeah, it was funny. He always seemed to be able to Yeah, he's wearing the stripes. Hockey stick. <laughs> so, well, <laughs> yeah, well. Well, that helps if, that that helps if you don't need it in hockey. A few times, too, so, yeah. <laughs> 
I got a chance to interview him a couple of years ago when he was uh, visiting the Archie Browning Arena. He uh, he came to visit mm-hmm. uh, just shortly after he got called up to the NHL for the first time. Um, and I think the funniest memory about him was the fact that I asked him for an interview and he was all excited. But he's like, hold yeah. on. Yeah, I have permission. to call the NHL yeah. and ask first. And uh, yeah, and he said the funniest part about that conversation is they're like, we don't care what league, what age <laughs> <Where>? group. Yeah, <laughs> what? <laughs> the, the NHL, yeah, exactly. Right. So the yeah, NHL didn't no. really care as long as you didn't and say that's anything the stupid. Thing about Trent is, uh, <laughs> even though he's a hockey player, he wasn't a dumb hockey player. You know, hockey players, not all of them are noted for, for their intelligence. <laughs> even broadcasters, too. This is true. Anyway. Okay, I I make no claim to intelligence. Right. Anyway, I, so fast. I don't need to go over a whole <laughs> bunch of more stats. I just uh, wanted to kind of give a background. Uh, the Cougars had a great run after uh, after that. We we had uh, up until two years ago, I believe, we had a a seven year run uh, as the uh, well, actually uh, up until including yeah two years ago. Uh, we had a seven-year run as the uh, league champions, and of those seven years, I believe five of them we were went to the um, Cyclone Taylor Cup. Uh, and our our main nemesis uh, of late has been the Campbell River Storm. Um, in the in the kind of mid range of the Cougars' yeah. existence, there was a bitter rivalry with the Peninsula Panthers. And uh, I remember some games that you, when we got down to the, the finals, it was just unreal. The crowds that were coming out because it was a, a bitter rivalry. You know, each team hated each other. And, uh, you know, these rivalries come and go. And it's interesting to see this past season, the Cougars um, didn't have their best showing that they've had in a long time. I mean, this is, uh, they finished uh, fifth, Overall, I believe at the end of the season, and um, lost in the um, second round. Second round of the playoffs, and yeah, you know, it was the I second think round that of the was playoffs a bit of an anomaly, but it also uh, is a rebuilding year, and it's uh, you know for the head coach Sunil Karad, it was his first year where he was the head coach. Like he he took over the year before at the very beginning of the season, but the team had already basically been picked. So last year was his first year. And, you know, I don't care who you are. You're, you're going to have a little bit of a stutter on your, on your start. And uh, I think uh, from what I've seen so far this year, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. We've had a couple of oh, good sure, uh, notable players join the roster. And uh, we've had a couple of players uh, that we've acquired through trades, a couple of new guys coming in. Yep. I had a chance to talk to Spencer Golden. I think he's going to be fantastic. Um, the, trade, the trade with the Nanaimo, well, picking up Noah those, Kelly and Kutashaka Elias, uh, I think if, is going to be fantastic for us. If they actually end up coming uh, and not making Junior A, they'll be great. They'll be fantastic additions. Yeah. Those... I, I'm not. Sh- I haven't. Uh, I haven't got word on what Noah's plans oh, are, but I I'm think sh- Booker's yeah. looking at uh, junior well, I'm sure camps. They both be looking so we'll see. We'll see how and, that goes. Like, but uh, you never know. Um, but we we do have their rights, and I've seen so many times where guys will go. Uh, a lot of times, 
a player wants to play junior A, so they will go anywhere to play junior A. And then they find out that it it's not everything <laughs> that they thought it was, and all of a sudden they, they want to come back home and play. And um, and they come back. So I think it was a, a smart uh, move on the on the coaching staff and the management to at least secure their rights. Uh, and um, and then you know if we get them this season, that'll be fantastic. But it, you know who knows? We may see them a season or two down the road. Um, I think the uh, huge addition to the team, uh, although we had to give up was uh McBean out of um Beaver Valley. Yeah, uh McBean he was also a good yeah, conversation. Good, he's uh, uh, he's going to be a talented player, and player. A defenseman and you know, we've got uh a very we don't have a whole lot of returning defensemen I don't believe. And um and you know, having somebody with that experience and they he won uh, they I believe they won the Cyclone Taylor Cup this past season. So um for him to come in as a 20 year old, he'll bring in that, uh, that leadership and, uh, that, uh, confidence in the dressing room that, uh, that you need. And, uh, that'll be, uh, amazing as well as, uh, the other two guys we've got from, uh, coming in from chase, uh, actually I should say coming from Richmond via chase. <laughs> yep. Yeah. They're both Richmond. Uh, yeah. they played with and against each other growing up. So, uh, yeah, good to have both those guys. Yeah, no, it's a positive outlook, and appreciate your your look back yeah, at the yeah, I don't, formation I don't of the current to, iteration you know, of the Cougars over, and uh, you know, every player we got, but that'll take uh, us all night and uh, and then some. But uh, it's just uh, I just wanted to kind of touch on where it started and and how it just just about didn't make it. It was one vote away from uh, not making it past that uh, first season. So, uh, and I'm, I'm glad that that vote passed because, uh, uh, it's been a lot of fun. I've been, uh, as I said, I've been with the Cougars. I think it was, uh, I should say the, I believe it was, yep. The 2000, 2001 season when I, I came aboard and, um, that was, uh, to me, it was, uh, Gary Boyer, who was the head coach at the time. Uh, he and I've been best friends since we're five, so. He asked me after my son had uh, graduated uh, if I wanted to kind of come on board and help out, and uh, I was more than happy to do so. And um, it's been fun ever since. Like I said, I've done uh, game sheets, I've done uh, announcing, I've done the music, I've done fifty-fifty. <laughs> you name it, I've done it. Oh yeah, I've done yeah, you've done the play-by-play play play a few times. Done you've done color. color. Well, you know, it's funny. We started. In, times. I think the two. 2007-8 season, which was the year after we won the Cyclone Taylor. That following season, we won uh, against the Cary Park Islanders. Um, and uh, it was Fraser Rogers, who was our play-by-play guy. I believe he's with the uh, Prince George Cougars now, if I'm correct. Yeah, so he's... Yeah. Frazier's been around uh, exactly. Well, he started with all us kinds and we of were just uh, audio hockey. broadcast, and uh, we started that year in the playoffs. And I was the color guy; he was the uh, the play by play. And he used to, you know, see a goal coming up, and he'd switch my mic off so that I wouldn't get too excited <laughs> and and ruin his play by play. So that was fun. 
Yeah, uh, you'll learn it one day. Man, why anyway, oh, well, learn actually, to do that? I've calmed down in my old age. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so I, I do recall, and I got to go over this one. It's, it's just a, a phenomenal memory. We had a, a guy on the Cougars, uh, Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter was quite the player. He had the most amazing lateral movement you've ever seen. He could accelerate sideways like you've never seen anybody do it. And he has moves up the yin-yang. And we were playing Cary Park. I believe it was game six up in Cary Park. It went into, I can't remember if it's, I think it was double overtime. And the Cougars and the Cary Park Islanders were tied 4-4. And Jimmy had three of the four goals for the Cougars. And we went into that, you know, um, third, second overtime period. And Jimmy Carter comes on the ice. And I say to Fraser, is he going to do it? And he goes down the left wing and he goes around the defenseman, kind of just blows around him, and then in the front of the goalie and then flips it back into the net. And that was it. And everybody went crazy. And that was a, it was a fun time. And that was the, the first season that we did the broadcast and we've do, been doing it ever since uh, was audio to start with. The Fraser was there for, I think another year or two, um, maybe only one year. And um, then Matt Williams, who used to be with uh, the uh, Jack FM and the ocean, who was uh, one of the promotions guys, he came on as the, uh, the play-by-play guy. Uh, and then, uh, we got this, uh, other guy whose brother played for the team. Um, what was his name? Jordan Smith, who was our current guy who was, and during your time is, uh, we went from, uh, doing uh, just audio to adding in the video, uh, which was, has been an, uh, quite an interesting progression. And I'm sure anybody who's listening, if you've been watching, uh, the uh, broadcasts over the years, boy, have they gotten better. You know, we got the HD now, and it's so much better. You can actually read the name. You names can actually the see too. the puck now. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a lot of fun, and we, yep. we, we keep it's, growing uh, every year. And One we'll be forward. doing it again this year. So, uh, by all means, folks, tune in. Absolutely. Well, Tom, I want to thank you so much for uh, chatting with me got, for a little bit. More, we'll have you back on again I got soon. More sports but, uh, to do. I got to go to the. Uh, I'm going to the um, Harbor Cats game tonight, and then tomorrow I'm off to uh, up to Curry Park at 9 a.m. to watch my grandson in the BC Summer Games in lacrosse. It is. Sounds like a lot of fun. Well, Tom Arledge, history of the Cougars. Thanks for your yeah, we'll uh, see your Bye-bye, input folks. and. Uh, 